<laughs> hey, what's happening? Good evening. It is the 6th of May, 2020. I'm leaving my office here. Had three patients today. <clears throat> and... Pretty good day. Been raining. A little gloomy. You can see how that messes with the mind, the collective mind of our citizenry. As we all uh, navigate this coronavirus pandemic. It's funny how people don't want to say coronavirus, you know? You've said it so many times. Like a like a new word or some new phraseology. It's like, you know, you know this bullshit or <laughs> this time, this difficult period, this strange time. So we use these, um, we're dodgy about it, you know? We don't want to talk about it because it makes us sick. It turns our stomach what this has done this strange time has done to our society. As I drive home on a Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, there's fucking nothing going on. A couple takeout clients coming out of the pizza parlor. This poor sushi place over here, they gotta be fucking suffering big time. Just terribly. Here's Wendy's. I don't even know if they're open right now. They might have closed early or something like that. Usually there's an endless stream of cars leaving the Wendy's, you know? I read in the news that they, uh, that Wendy's were short on burgers because of all these meatpacking plants. Workers are popping a positive for the coronavirus and they're going to take these people, the production workers, off the line. I've said, I've said that before. That's, you know, just read another article about how pork producers are saying that. They're calling uh, food worker heroes. They're calling people who work in Meat, product, meat packing plants heroes at this point, which they are, I guess, in a way. I was going to talk about my friends who are wonderful, my friends that I was growing up, grew up around in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. Our exploits are off the charts, make Stand By Me look like fucking shit, you know, we had a great thing going, but I don't, I don't quite feel in the mood to do that right now, to talk about them, feel like, uh, I don't know, a little bit, I'll talk about them another time, they're wonderful, and I spoke to a couple good friends yesterday, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, for about an hour apiece, spoke to some good friends, had a nice conversation on a beautiful day. People are dealing with a lot, you know. People are 
trying to, you know, we're locked in. We are taken off of our usual game, our usual routine, which may or may not have been some fabricated bullshit, you know. Maybe our old routines were for the birds, you know. Maybe they sucked. Maybe it was just some cockamamie existence where we went from work to home to work to home, work to home, pick up the kids, stress out, and go on a week-long vacation in the summer and call that a life. I don't know. I mean, this isn't utopia. This isn't heaven on earth. This is a planet where we've somehow, as a species, carved out a pretty damn good existence. If you look at all our shiny cars and our big screen TVs and our fancy clothes and our Amazon orders. But that's been disrupted and it's tough for a lot of people, you know? It's tough for me. I don't know how I'm doing as well as I am. But I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. Definitely reach out to them if you haven't. Because despite all this surplus of time that we have, it seems like um, like a day will pass like fucking like a minute. Time is flying. And then the day is done and I haven't called my parents. I haven't talked to a friend. I hadn't dropped an email or reached out. There's a, a relative paralysis that, in, that comes along with this, uh, this pandemic. It's fucking with people mentally. I'm going to drop a podcast before I switch gears here. I listened to Sam Harris's um, Waking Up podcast yesterday. It's free, um, although he does try to solicit your business a little bit. He's excellent, so he might even be worth paying for if things keep going in the direction they're going. But he had General Stanley McChrystal, who was a spec ops general, basically a SEAL forever, fucking badass. Him and hit one of his sidekicks were on, um, and I listened to that one, it was about, I guess it was the beginning of April that they went on and spoke about viral enemies, you know, like Al-Qaeda or whatever, Iraq, Afghanistan, the battles that they, and the wars that they've waged over there, and a, a clandestine enemy that was ever-changing and hard to track down and kill. So, and it's a human enemy. So, I think it's worth worth listening to that. It was an excellent listen. I'm probably going to select something else similar to that tonight after we're done watching Ozark, which is, we got like four episodes left of that. It's pretty awesome. Pretty fucked up, but pretty awesome. So let's switch gears real quick here. Oh, this Wendy's is busy. So I had one of my students reach out to me the other day and ask me about my opinion on this video that she shared. And it was about, it was like an anti-vax video, some sort of lawsuit that came out implicating uh, you know, revealing that there were no safety studies, insufficient safety data that was recorded for vaccinations and other treatments and 
is this guy on there, not to judge just by sight, but the guy looked a little bit zany. He was a little bit too passionate, in my opinion. There's a lot of people that are passionate right now, but, you know, right now when we're being... America and the world are being kicked while we're down with the um, this pandemic. It's just like a precedent that, you know, is being established. Nothing like this has happened in almost a century on this scale. I mean, sure, we have HIV, and that's horrible, and we had polio, and we had the Spanish flu in 1918. <clears throat> I was watching a video on that last night. I was pretty crazy how many it killed and how quickly and scary but there with with all the daily news about the coronavirus and its impact and its numbers and the lack of testing and the lack of PPE and your cousin the nurse or your husband the doctor or scientist these people will get online and they'll, they'll write a diatribe about what they're experiencing and people will be frightened out of their minds. Then, somebody who, you know, will chime in, who's like a, I don't know, a constitutionalist, will say, what are we doing? We're giving up all our freedoms right now because, you know, for what? You know, they're going to use this to take away our freedoms and monitor us and do this and the other thing and test us and stick us with their vaccine needles and, you know, they're never going to give us this, this, this ground gained. They're never going to relinquish the ground gained. So somehow the, the New World Order or the Bilderbergs or Donald Trump or Anthony Fauci Obama are going to use this as an opportunity to take over the world and, you know, bring us back into slavery and, you know, wash our brains like the Nazis and we got to do, do, what, do what they tell you to do. I even have friends who I love very much who, who will say things like that. You're a bunch of sheep, stay at home, crap, you know, do what, it's like people don't know, it's this frazzled going back to what this is doing to people mentally. It's frazzling people's brains. So if somebody had a perspective, a point of view up until now, and they're going through this stressful time where there's so much uncertainty, people are going to latch on to that, that, that storyline, that way of thinking. And... You know, that's it. They're gonna they're gonna spout that shit. We should all stay at home. We should never do anything. Don't get you need to get your hair or nails done. What the hell are you doing? Or the other side of the coin is I'm doing whatever the hell I want. I'm having friends over, having parties, you know, let's run around, have a great time. No worries. I don't think either is the correct way, you know? I think we still are learning by the day. We're learning so much about this pandemic, and we're seeing its effect on human beings. 
I saw uh, a meme leading up to this, or the early days, it said, watch yourself during this stressful time, this is going to, you know, you want to be able to stand by your, your thoughts and actions afterward, don't let this change you, don't let this turn you against people, or, you know, or you know, hurt people, or whatever. And you're seeing it now. It's really happening. Today was one of those days. I don't know. I don't know what, what it was about today. But I've been seeing it. I've been hearing it. I've been reading it on people's faces. From my Mennonite friends at the farmer's market. When I went to pick up milk to my patients and course all over the news there's this article that uh, or this video called the plandemic that's on YouTube right now and yeah it's about some uh, disgraced cellular uh, molecular biologist who in the 80s she had a pissing contest with whatever the powers that be she claims that she her, some of her research was suppressed and then she left and she was fired from her job and they railroaded her and put her in jail because she had taken uh, notebooks and you know data from where she was doing the research and it didn't belong to her and so now she has become this uh, this, uh, I don't know what you say, like a fucking conspiracy theory junkie, not a junkie, but somebody that they, like a hero for this population. She is being lauded, lauded by the conspiracy theory, anti-vax community, etc., for her claims, and she's vilifying Dr. Anthony Fauci, says that he did horrible things in the NIH and the CDC, and, you know, all these powers that be, that they are, um, that they're devils, and that they're going to kill, responsible for, you know, Bill Gates is responsible for millions of deaths. I don't fucking know, man. Information is a very dangerous thing. Is it not? I mean, we we really are in a tough time right now. And the virus is tough enough. I don't want to see anybody die from this virus. I don't want to see people suffer. In a moment, I'm going to be passing a uh, assisted living home where my grandmother-in-law lives. You know, she's on lockdown. We can't even spend time with this 90-year-old woman. You know? Got to pass her her medications and her whatever, essential items through nurses and 
It's just fucking, it's a crazy time, man. I don't want anybody to get sick. I don't want anybody to, to suffer. I don't want anybody to uh, to be to go insane because they've been mandated to lock down. I don't want to see any businesses go out of business. I drive down these main streets of my community and I see music stores shutter. Jim's shutter. The only things that are open are Walmart, Tractor Supply, and I went in Target on a weekend. There wasn't shit going on. It's crazy, man. It's scary. Passing a, a uh, nursery here. It's at a trickle. I mean, they got fucking. I'm sure they're selling some plants and stuff, some flowers, a little bit. People trying to spruce up their yard, but you can't go in there and buy anything. There's somebody on the side of the road selling cordwood. Nursery schools are closed. Churches are not having services in person. Here's a diving center with all its trucks with the red scuba diving line through it something a good pastime that people would love to be doing especially with the fair weather coming that business is going to suffer I mean there's a lot of consequences to this it's fucking mind numbing every day you're like oh okay what's you know what's today going to bring today okay we I saw a headline as I was leaving the office record uh, coronavirus deaths as states open up the economy. It's nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. But I, I think we should keep our wits about us. We, we really have a problem with distinguishing real from bullshit. We really have a problem with that. It's becoming more and more difficult, I'll be honest with you. Listen, I'm a smart guy. I, I think I'm an educated man. I've got a doctorate. I've got a master's. I've got a bachelor's, I've got an associate's, I fucking served in the military for seven years if you count my reserve time, I run two businesses, I'm no slouch, I try, I, I feel like I can distinguish between the real and bullshit. But I gotta be honest with you, it's quite difficult. Sometimes, you know, you look at a claim that somebody's making. I mean, I don't know. You you wanna go comb through the data, you wanna go on PubMed or or some medical research clearinghouse 
you know, site PubMed, go on PubMed, search it up, search up uh, coronavirus vaccines or vaccine injuries or um, chloroquine, whatever you want, whatever, uh, any sort of public health, you know, the effectiveness of contact tracing and um, social distancing. I'm sure that there are studies out there that you can comb through and say, oh, they did this research study. And then you hear that, you know, some university or some staff are compromised and that that they get nabbed for um, scamming and taking um, grants and, or, you know, peer, no peer review or some scientists cooking the books on an area of research. In other words, coming to a conclusion, um, like a, a, a fallacy, confirmation bias. They were looking for something, so that's what they found. I mean, there are, the human mind is very complex. It is not black and white. It is, we take fucking liberties, man. We think too much. Ironically, counterintuitively, we think too much. And so here we are in the middle of a fucking pandemic. And we've got people who we are supposed to be looking to as authorities. Like Dr. Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, whose names we'll always remember, right? And these are the best of the best. These are put to us as the best of the best. We got people, not surprisingly, casting doubt on them, saying that they're talking shit. It's bullshit. It's not true. You know? We have their 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 leader. We have President Trump saying he's going to dissolve the support system. He's going to take them off the stage. I think I read that correctly. He negates the things that they're saying. He touts just in passing and common language will talk about how effective a treatment is like a medicine and then we do a study on it we, and the data concludes that it it actually causes more harm than, than helps you know the closest that I've, I've seen to anybody's uh, like a scientific mind putting these these studies, these this information in a a form that is discernible, that is understandable by people, is this guy Hashem Al Ghali. He's an Egyptian dude, uh, origin originally from Egypt, and he's a scientific illustrator, and he t- makes these videos that in two minutes we'll talk about a coronavirus vaccine or symptom profile or updates, something that we can look at, you know, something positive. Well, these people have have, um, beaten the virus. They are, um, they have recovered, quote unquote, from the virus. So you look at, you try to discern, but you know, these, this is me. I'm a fucking, I teach anatomy, I'm a doctor, I am interested in this stuff, I'm inquisitive about it, I try to keep an open mind, I can understand a lot of these things better than your average person, but the average human being 
you know, some guy or gal that, you know, whatever. The average bloke cannot understand this stuff. And so, for lack of the intellect, for lack of the appreciation for the scientific method, largely probably because we have not adopted the metric system, for Christ's sake, and we think more with our gut than with logic and, and with math. Because we think too much and we are led off astray and we don't trust and we are hardwired to turn our attention to rumor and use those reptilian deep brain structures that deal in autonomic responses like hate and love and passion you know that's all you're not thinking about things you're just reacting that, those are the brain structures that underlie the supercomputer, all the capabilities of the human mind. They're wonderful structures and they've evolved and they've kept us alive and I love them. But, you know, we die without them, but they are fucking killing us right now because we can't discern truth from fiction. We can't process it. And just when we think we've gotten things figured out, some shit comes across, you know, new information. It might just be a distraction. It might be bad information. But it's information, and it's come in. It's thrust upon us. And what do we do? If If it looks like it doesn't pass the eye test... Do we just not read it and we turn the page or we we go to CNN or Fox News or whatever, again, is going to get our confirmation bias fired up? Do we socially distance? Do we stay in our homes? Do we go out and resume? I mean, I can understand people not wanting to do this anymore. I can understand that, that there is quarantine fatigue, that people don't want to live like this, that we are wondering whether or not this is as deadly as as they say it is. But like I said, we go from one extreme to the next. We go from doctors and nurses, people that we trust, people that would be taking care of us if we were, or someone we love would be in harm's way. We listen to them. We heed their warnings, and then somebody else in our life or in our online, in our sphere, says, this is bullshit, I, my kids are going out to play within the community this weekend, and we're going out to eat, and I'm going to work, and, you know, people aren't making money, they're not sick yet, they might not know anybody who's sick. This hasn't touched them, or they'll, maybe they'll know somebody who got it, and uh, somebody w- who was able to 
to beat it. Thankfully, right? Such and such had it for three days, didn't felt like shit, and then it's fine. No, me, I've never been tested. I mean, there's some shit that'll throw you for a fucking loop. Where is the testing, my friends? Where is the widespread testing for asymptomatic people? I'd just like to know if I've been exposed because I'm working on patients and I want to get back to work and I want to I want to know that I'm not bringing this critter home to my family and putting them at risk. As it is, I've been feeling like I've been kind of doing that. Initially, I would take my clothes off in the garage. And now I'm kind of like, all right, well, I'll take my shoes off in the garage and then I'll throw them I'm After I'm done eating, I will head up to the fucking laundry room and I'll wash my clothes and I'll take a shower, scrub everything off and come back down and came home for lunch and my little daughter came over to give me a kiss. Normally I would say, all right, let me, you know, give me, I would shower on my lunch break before I would interact. She came right up, gave me a little hug and kiss and I don't want to push her away. She's my love. So everybody's dealing with this, with the same shit. All I can say is watch yourselves, my friend, going back to that meme, watch yourselves, watch the information that you are consuming. Try to discern, try to understand what we're dealing with and what is best for all, not just what is best for you, because it is our instinct, again, with those deep brain structures, we think of ourselves first. You know, there's a story that, I, that I've been told, a family member who is a wonderful person, deceased now, unfortunately, but... Years ago, there was uh, they were out somewhere, I'd say at a park, and there was this car parked there, and everybody's there hanging out and having a picnic, and all of a sudden, this car started on fire. I think it was actually like a motorhome. It started on fire, and in a split second, this family member sprinted, freaking tore ass, assholes and elbows, and hopped the fence and ran away, left the kids with the rest of the family members. It was fear that did that. It was impulse that did that, that prompted the individual to act like that. There was no thought. It was an autonomic, automatic response driven by nerves and hormones. These are the things that we do, instincts that we follow in order to save our lives to keep ourselves afloat and alive. And sometimes we act before we think. So think about a your freaking reptilian brain that we all have. It's right between your ears, very deep brain structure. And then think about your cerebral cortex that you can use to crunch numbers and really try to determine true from false and do the math on things. That is about the size of a bicycle helmet, a small one, that fits over that tiny brain. 
the reptilian brain, the snake brain, the lizard brain that a lot of people are thinking with right now. I feel like, I don't, I don't have numbers to judge this, but I feel like a lot of people are thinking with their lizard brain in preference over their logic brain, their little brain instead of their big brain, which is so much more capable. Some people, unfortunately, lack, they're, they're, they're not trained to use discretion and to understand things. They are hardwired to act in a certain way. And they'll do that in their own best interest, doing what they think is in their own best interest, but not necessarily thinking of others. This is one of those unique times where Americans have been asked to put aside some of their wants and needs and to think of other people, vulnerable populations that could die from this coronavirus. And initially there was skepticism and then that faded and people became more informed about the virus and the risks and started meeting, realizing that people in their family had it or their brother-in-law who worked in a prison was dealing with a, an infectious population and was scared or such and such was a healthcare worker that was dealing with these patients all day long and the peculiar symptoms and other people live in rural areas and they don't feel this they don't feel the need to to be alarmed it hasn't touched them they don't think it will touch them and they think that the information that, that's coming in does not apply to them. It doesn't seem to. Maybe it doesn't, you know. Maybe they're safe where they're at. Comparatively, I guess they are. This is just nutty. And like I said, I'm a pretty sharp guy. Sharper than most, I think. It's tough for me sometimes not to be taken off mission, you know, because as a father and a business owner and a husband and a homeowner and an American and a patriot, I want this American, I want this country to succeed. I want us to get back to what we do best, which I don't even know what that is anymore. Consume, declare war. I don't fucking know. Anyway, a little bit bummed out this afternoon, but I thought that this is important subject to to address and uh, interesting, uh, you know, topic that's applicable to everybody. You know. I, and I'm admitting that there's a limit to my knowledge in certain areas. Certainly, listen, I'm a sci I got a scientific mind, but I'm no fucking virologist. I'm no peer-reviewing scientist. But I try to understand these things, and I think I have more of a grasp than than many. And I try to turn to what I understand to be experts. People that are doing this sort of work. Again, I go back to that. You know, if you got a freaking clog in your 
pipes, you know, you better call a plumber because they know the problem. They've seen it before. They know how to fix it. Before you get in there and start fucking causing all kinds of problems and, and you know, veering out of your lane, you could get yourself in trouble. And so I'll just caution everybody with that analogy. You know, this isn't in your wheelhouse. It's above your pay grade to a very large degree. We have to believe somebody credible. At a time when information, we are swimming in information, but drowning information, but starved of wisdom. It's imperative that we are particularly selective in who we listen to. But some of these conspiracy theory sounding fuckers, they don't seem to be, um, they seem to be screaming fire in a crowded theater. You know, they seem like fucking wackadoodles. Just my two cents. Have a good night.